This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. is 508. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sharmila. Uh, and we're going to start off our show today with a look at the recent cases of animal abuse that have made the news now. Uh, just to forewarn that a lot of the incidents that we're going to talk about are rather upsetting. We're going to try and omit as much of the, the more graphic details as we can. Uh, but if you have been seeing the pictures or, or just seeing the headlines in the news, then I think you'll know that we, we have a really worrying situation on our hands. Yeah, so and, and I think that's why we decided to do this segment to begin with, as difficult and distressing as the details of this really are. So um, the most recent headline that's been making the rounds is that earlier today, um, an 18-year-old student uh, has pleaded guilty to a charge of animal abuse uh, for setting a dog on fire last month. So according to that charge sheet, um, the uh, student in question, uh, Braden Yup, had caused excruciating pain to a brown female dog by beating it and setting it on fire. This happened um, on the 27th of March in front of a premise at Taman Impian Amas in Skudai. So the this comes amidst a slew of animal abuse cases that have hit the uh, headlines recently. Um, just to name uh, some of the major ones that have come to light, there was, uh, there is actually an ongoing spate of dog poisoning in Penang. Uh, 29 stray dogs were found dead in the Island Glades area over the past month. Um, and plastic bags of food believed to have uh, contained poison food were found near the carcasses. Um, not just dogs, birds had also died after eating this poison food. Uh, and then, of course, last month, there was the case of the, um, uh, well, there was the, the, the case that I think went viral where a homeowner basically discovered uh, cat carcasses, organs and skeletons in the in their home. And this was found in a condo unit that had been rented by a 31-year-old man. This was in Chiras. So it might be worth at this point talking about what the law says or what it contains. So we have the Animal Welfare Act 2015 and... Um, if we look specifically at the story that started off our show today of um, a man setting a dog on fire, um, that offence would have been under Section 29 e of the Animal Welfare Act, carrying a fine of at least 20,000 to 100,000 ringgit or imprisonment of up to three years or both if found guilty. And I think that that's important to say because amidst all these conversations about the... about the... The, the the incidents of abuse sorry it's it's just very it's it's a very upsetting story mm. um amidst all these details some of what we've been oh an, another element of the conversation has been about enforcement are we enforcing this enough is it being taken seriously enough does our law provide strict enough measures to ensure that people are completely disabused of the notion that they can get away with this. And that's absolutely an important part of the conversation, right? Because if, uh, not just if legislation, strong legislation was in place, but that the authorities were seen to be acting on that legislation, yeah. um, a large number of these cases wouldn't happen because people wouldn't take it so cavalierly. Um, of course, that's one side of it. The other aspect of it, of course, is when you read through the, the sheer awfulness of what these cases involve, um, there is a larger question of 
how is it even possible that we as a society have these sorts of things happening? Um, what's the missing link? So I think a lot of it has to do with how we think about stray animals. Mm. Um, in other words, I have heard conversations. I have. Um, I live in a park. I have a dog. Um, I live in a park in which there are several people who have dogs, um, who take them for walks and so on. And there are people who do not have any pets who feel extremely strongly about animals um, and who regard them, I think, in many ways as inconveniences, as um, unsightly, as as pests. And I think the notion that you could... Okay, so I'm not talking about torture, but I think the notion that you can poison an animal uh, comes from the same way that you would handle a pest. And, and it just kind of speaks to that the, that lack of empathy, I think, that exists when we talk about animals in some cases um, and then strays in particular. Mm, yeah, no, I agree. Um, the the moving from strays being a nuisance, being something that shouldn't be here and therefore should be gotten rid of is too easy a leap, I think, for many, many people uh, within our communities. And, and I think that's something that we really need to move away from. We also have to take responsibility for the fact that strays only exist because we've not done a better job in terms of um, caring for our animals. So, um, in light of the recent really horrible run of headlines involving animal abuse, we're asking you, um, how can we better protect our animals, our strays? That number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. Send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. After this, we'll be joined by Kevin Chia, the GM of SPCA Slango. Keep it here on the Evening Edition, BFM 89.9. Bring forth Moolah, BFM 89.9. It is 5.14 and you're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sharmila. And we are talking today about the recent run of cases of animal abuse that have made headlines and asking you, um, in light of all this, how can we better protect our animals and perhaps in particular our strays? That number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. Send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Uh, joining us now, we have Kevin Chia, General Manager of SPCA Slango. Kevin, thanks for speaking with us today. Hi, Kevin. Sorry, I, I believe you're on mute. Hi. Uh, sorry. Hi, good afternoon, everyone. My name is Kelvin. I'm uh, General Manager for SPCA Slango. Glad to be here. So, uh Again, thank you so much for joining us. Now, as we've been saying, uh, we have seen a string of animal cruelty cases lately with one of the more recent ones involving uh, a teen who had beaten up a stray dog, set it on fire. Um, so firstly, have the past few weeks indicated that there is a spike in cases or is it just the fact that we're only seeing them now due to coverage? Um, my experience in working with uh, cruelty cases is that it actually has been like um, consistent over the years. Um, since 2011, we have been uh, consistently receiving average of uh, 70 over cases every month. And uh, severe cases like this, they are actually in very small numbers, a very low percentage. So I'll say that it's uh, optics. Uh, it's, it's probably due to the the, the popularity of uh, social media or the convenience of, uh, of recording devices now so that it seems like we have more cases now. Where does this behaviour towards animals come from, really? Um, it, it, back then it was, uh, I'll just, uh, say that it's you, uh, due to like, um, uh, ignorant, like some people will have pets, but they don't know how to really take care of them. 
um, nowadays that you can't really claim ignorance anymore because there are so many uh, materials out there uh, that you can research on how to take care of animals. Uh, so I'll say due to maybe frustrations or stress in life. And um, we, I don't think we are educated enough on how to deal with our mental health. And then we start uh, putting all our frustration onto another uh, living beings. So off here, you mentioned that when dealing with animal abuse cases, a different approach is needed with strays versus house pets. Can you talk to us more about that? Yeah, so um, my experience with uh, the cro- handling cruelty cases of house pets and strays are actually not that straightforward. They are not similar at all. House pets, usually we have like the minor complaints where people put their pets in a, in a cage for a prolonged uh, duration of time or being caged, uh, being chained up or not given proper food or, or water. But for strays, usually it involves something even more sinister or even something more severe like this one, poisoning, the the, the butchering, the killing, uh, mutilating, and all these things. And if we look at the recent cases, um, actually, as you mentioned, there does seem to be a lot more malice towards strays in particular. Why do you think, um, why do you think this is so? What is it about strays that attracts this kind of behaviour? Um, I'll say it's due to like uh, the dynamics of how we are living in our current society right now because there's um, a lot, it's, it's a very uh, complicated issue. I, can, I, I could have just simply said, uh, blame it on the how we are encroaching into the, the, the animals and the nature space now, but it's actually the issue is uh, deeper than that. We, we have to see like uh, um, how everyone's uh, learning from young how, to, how we treat animals. Back then, uh, when I was young, so this is personal experience, when I was young, we were taught like how we should be taking care of animals or uh, any living beings that's uh, weaker than us or smaller than us. But nowadays, people are more um, uh, result oriented or more uh, on 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 uh, science, science and maths, and then slowly we start to neglect that part of the education. So um, does it match my observation? Uh, uh, like more malice towards strays. I think it's just a clash between human and the strays. That's it. So with all that being said, one of um, maybe several approaches to this would be to try and work towards instilling empathy towards stray animals. What is the best way to go about that? Uh, there are many ways, but uh, I'll, just men- uh, I'll just pick two things to the easiest one, which is education and uh, inclusivity. So we must have a conversation between animal lovers, animal neutrals, and non-animal lovers. It has to include all these three parties. We can't just keep on preaching to the to the same crowd. So education is very important. Now, I think for some, there is also this misconception that caring for strays involves taking measures that some people are not prepared to do, for instance, uh, such as adopting them. Is this necessarily the case? How can we care for strays in general? <laughs> so if we just purely relying on uh, adoption uh, to get to, to, to control the stray population, we'll be uh, in huge, huge trouble because 
even SBCA's Lago, our adoption rate for dogs is only about uh, 5%. It means that every 100 animals that come in, come, comes in in a month, we only can re, uh, rehome five, and that's our best month. We encounter like zero uh, quite regularly. As for cats, we can do about 40-50%. So half of them will actually get adopted. So yeah. Hence, why we cannot just purely rely on uh, adoption. There should uh, uh, we should come up with other methods as well. Like uh, uh, currently, SBCS Lango has what we call stray-free Lango project. It's a, a subsidies program for to help rescuers and to help owners to neuter their pets. Um, because currently, the, the neutering fees is uh, the cost itself. I think that's the biggest stumbling block for most people why they are not neutering their, their pets. And then after that, we need to uh, look into uh, talking to authorities to allow uh, trap neuter release program and manage trap neuter release and manage program so that we can have like a, a creating a compassionate uh, and caring communities where they can allow strays to live in the community uh, neutered, of course, uh, until they, they slowly pass away. That way, we can slowly control the stray population. Not, uh, I, I wouldn't be so ambitious to say that it, it will definitely reduce it down to zero, but at least that way, what we are going to have is like a control population. So when we talk about education, awareness, kind of trying to build these things, what is the best way to approach all of it, especially considering we're not just speaking to animal lovers who already know what to do, but to people who might actively dislike animals in some cases? Uh, there's no easy way around it. We just have to have conversation conversation with each other. We will have to find out the issues, listen to each other. Um, it, it's very easy to just tell the other party, say, hey, listen, this is the best way to go forward. You should listen to me and we should do it this way. Problem is that, that we are not grow up the same way. We all have different experience to, uh, to reach where we are as a nation as well. So we have to find a middle ground. We have to find solutions together and then work towards the goal together, which is through various methods, not only just one. Now, there is, of course, the question also of who is responsible for taking the lead on these things. Some say it's societal responsibility. Others might argue that it should be the government. What are your thoughts on this? <laughs> uh, it's very easy. Society doesn't have the resources like government does and government does not have the political will like the society does. So in the end, we still have to work together. And generally, when we see someone being unkind or exhibiting abusive behaviour towards animals, what is the best way to intervene? Um, before the, 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 the popularity of like social media, we used to receive complaints uh, through emails and phone calls. And uh, more often than not, this will be like too late. Right. Uh, we are talking like maybe 24 hours to 48 hours of uh, in-between time that we can investigate and then uh, educate the, 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 the perpetrator. But now, uh, there are actually easy, uh, faster way to do it. We have to stand up as ourselves, as a society, to stop the, the act in place, uh, taking place, and then we have to confront, intervene, and then report afterwards. We can always report it to the authority, which in this case will be usually uh, the Department of Veterinary Services. They have a, a website uh, that is quite uh, easy to use uh, that everyone can use it to report cruelty cases. 
So we do have a message that has just come in from a listener, uh, Lek, um, and I'm just going to read it out to you and get you to respond. So Lek sure. says, I don't condone animal cruelty, but we need to look at the inconveniences that are caused by strays. To start off with, I'm not an animal person, but I don't mind people having them as long as it doesn't cause problems to others. In my taman, there are stray cats that neighbours like to feed because they feel good, but the strays and the neighbourhood pet cats always come and poop in my garden. I have to clean it up consistently. Uh, cat poop stinks, as you know. Uh, what's more disgusting is that the stray cats catch rats, uh, come into my garden, tear them off, eat them and leave the body for me to clean. What can I do? Who can I ask help from? No one. The neighbour doesn't care because it's their pets. The authorities don't act on it. If I try to catch them, I'll be on the wrong side of the law. I can only suck it up. Uh, any thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure by now the some animal lovers would have already like filming right now. <laughs> Reading what what Lick is saying. Okay, I, I get what you where, where you're coming from, Lick. It's just that um we also advocating for a responsible feeders, actually, uh, where the we encourage the feeders or the rescuers don't just stop at feeding because what you're doing right there is to encourage the the even easier repopulation of the stray uh stray com, uh, population. So what should the the, the feeders do? Uh, first create a consistent uh, feeding station. That's that's what we always uh, encourage them to do because it will you move the feeding station to another place where that it won't cause inconvenience to the community around uh, around you. And then secondly, you have to catch the animals that you feed. Um, take some time to get uh, to gain their trust. Uh, neuter them, spay them, release them back. At least they are still uh, will be able to survive over there. And then you, as a feeder, you should clean up after every feeding. So in Lick's case, um, engage the feeder in the area. Try to work out uh, a, a amicable solution together, not uh, uh, well, not without being confrontative, because one of the party definitely going to be quite defensive about it. And on a policy level, in closing, Kelvin, uh, what more would you like to see to prevent these sorts of things from happening in the future? Actually, we already have uh, legal and uh, non-legal uh, methods already in place. Uh, we have the Animal Welfare Act 2015. Um, it's a very comprehensive law uh, covering all kinds of cruelty cases and uh, the penalties or the fine or the the, the, um, the punishment, it's, uh, I'll say, is sufficient as a deterrent. However, the main thing is in enforcement. It's always the enforcement. Since DBS uh, uh, gazetted the, the AWA Animal Welfare Act 2015, uh, we would like to plead with the authorities, in this case DBS Enforcement uh, Department, to improve on their uh, cruelty uh, enforcement team. They uh, give them more resources if they need it. Um, at least make it to the same level as like what uh, police investigating criminal cases, right? Do a proper investigation of every complaint. Uh, uh, engage the community in how to improve the the, the entire SOPs. Um, and other than that, I would like to uh, also encourage the, the community in any places that uh, to allow um, uh, what we call stray free Salango project to go through and then allow community animals in the area. Um, uh, the third one will be uh, improve the high-rise building pet policy. Currently, we are still uh, at the lab... Uh, What's that? Uh, the policy, uh, not the policy, but uh, but they have the, the law, bylaw saying that only animals of uh, below 10 kilos uh, allowed for the high-rise building. If we can change that, uh, maybe change it to, uh, uh, our recommendation will be like 90 cm height 
and then that will allow more animals to be adopted into a high-rise building because actually we find out that there, there are more um, animals of that size that's actually more suitable for high-rise building. They are not as uh, noisy. They, are, they won't create a nuisance. They are actually quite low energy. And then also at the same time, uh, the government has to enforce a compulsory neutering for pets, uh, encourage and uh, also to permit uh, TNRM to be run in community like uh, we said earlier. And the last one will be for local council to uh, to implement investigation of complaints before start catch and kill. Yeah. Kelvin, thank you so much for speaking with us today. Yeah, welcome. That was Kelvin Chia, General Manager of SPCA Slango, weighing in on the various issues surrounding the recent cases of animal abuse that have been making headlines. We're asking you for your thoughts. How can we better protect our animals and our strays? That number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. Send a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine and tweet us at BFM Radio. Busy finding money. BFM eighty nine point nine. It's 5.38 and you're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sharmila. We started off our show today with, uh, unfortunately, kind of a very sad sad story because there have been many cases of animal abuse that have made the news recently um, involving harm to dogs, dogs being poisoned, um, cat carcasses being found in homes, among others. There are others that are more graphic that we've kind of chosen not to talk about just because it might be a little too upsetting to listen to uh, of an evening. And uh, because of all that, we've been asking you, basically, how can we do better when it comes to protecting our animals uh, and in particular our strays who are often the target of these sorts of things? Uh, if you'd like to weigh in, that number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. Send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. So to start things off, we do have a voice note that came in from Roberto. Thank you very much for the advice to the SPCA um, advisor, manager, supervisor, I <laughs> don't really, because I, I, I always try to feed uh, straight cats especially. Um, and uh, I have a spot whenever I go to buy uh, chewing gum or something. So this is this convenience store. So out there, it's the cat and I always feed her. That my my mistake is that yes I clean up whatever she does, but the problem is exactly that that a couple of couple of times she has been pregnant and I do not know what happened to their kittens. So yeah, then I think I will I will do the next time that I see her I will take her and I will try to neuter her. Thank you for the advice, Roberto. Thank you so much for that voice note. I, I think. Um I suspect that many people do operate in the same way um, in that you want to care for the animals that you see around and if you see a hungry animal I know lots of people who carry cat food in their handbags or in their cars to ensure that if and when they encounter a stray they're able to provide sustenance um, but then of course the the other side of it then becomes what happens next and so I mean, I don't think you are the only person who's realizing, oh, okay, well, I've I've now only kind of done half of what it is I'm supposed to do. Uh, no, absolutely. You know, firstly, Roberto, um, I think that what you do is very kind. Um, yeah. I also think that uh, I've also, it's it's a journey even for me in terms of what is most helpful when it comes to uh 
caring for stray animals, right? Because is it helpful to feed them? Is it helpful to uh, get them neutered? What happens if uh, a cat has kittens? So, um, and, and I do recognize that at some level, this becomes a challenge that isn't just for an individual. It can become in- increasingly more expensive. It can become increasingly more time consuming. And then you start feeling guilty when something doesn't go right, right? So actually it takes a village, right? Whenever, yes. whenever I hear about people who do rescues or who engage in like trap neuter release or who feed um, very often they need to find a support system because otherwise it doesn't work. Um, Mm. There are only so many animals you can foster. There are only so many animals that you can try and get adopted. Ultimately you need people around you and I think the same is true of of things like feeding or of neutering but the issue there of course is as we are seeing from the messages that we receive um, from the the voice notes that we're hearing. The thing is, a lot of this has to do with the way we live, which is in communities, which is to say that you you live in a setting where not everybody is going to feel the same way. Not everyone wants to live in a space where there are 20 cats in one house and they're outdoor cats and after this they're going to be walking around. Not everyone's going to be understanding of that. And how we manage that, I think, is the tricky part. So um, Shamil says, well, firstly, in reference to the abuse cases, Shamil says, an eye for an eye, he beat the dog, beat him back, he burned the dog, burned him back, and then uh, says, haha, in all seriousness, I don't think strays are a problem. If a town like Istanbul can treat their strays well, I don't see why we can't. We need to instill empathy on our younger generations. And Shamil, I'm so glad you brought up Istanbul. Istanbul. Because um, when I visited there, I was truly mind blown at how they dealt with their strays. Uh, Because not only do they have a trap and neuter program, a trap, neuter and release program, uh, they also vaccinate them. Um, and then all of their public parks actually have uh, feeding mechanisms for stray cats and dogs. Um, and then their city council actually makes it a point to clean up after the animals every day. Um, and then you see them just everywhere quite comfortably and quite clean and healthy being a part of the community. Um, and I just thought, well, if a city like Istanbul can do it, why can't we? Well, Um, So I wanted to look as well at this message uh, that came from MZ who says, you know, my in-laws live next to this one person who feeds stray dogs so that they will take care of their house. This isn't one, two or three strays, but half a dozen. Strays being strays, they're more aggressive. Uh, There have been multiple near misses involving motorcyclists and cyclists. And then when the municipal council comes, he lets them all into his house. And I I think that this actually is a nice... um, It is a nice example of how our understanding of what it means to care for an animal or what the responsibility of feeding an animal, um, how it needs to evolve. Because I, I don't, I, I've never owned cats, um, but I'm familiar with how people think about dogs and specifically how people think about guard dogs and what responsibility you owe them. And I personally know people who I personally know people who have had to rescue dogs who are being treated in this way. And and it's really tough. It's tough. And, you know, it also comes back to really we're talking about human behavior that has then shaped animal behavior. But in the end, it's the animals that end up being abused or, or being punished for that. And, and that's actually really what gets to me. So Ding says, can local authorities trap, neuter, tag, then release? Uh, the authorities' main goal should not be eliminating strays, but to control their population. So the thing is, yeah, I mean, in theory, they actually are supposed to be doing this. One would think. No, you're supposed to indicate that, yes. that a dog has been neutered. Yes, correct. Um, because otherwise, 
what is the point? Mm. And um, and then that also makes uh, Shamil's idea even further away if we don't have any sort of identifying mechanism or, or way of carrying things further forward. Um, okay, I think we've got time now for um, another voice note. Here it is. Hi, Sharmila. Good evening. BFM 89.9. Subra here. Um, from my point is the owner of the animal. They need, need to hold the ownership on their animals or pets. So they need to really take good care of their animals. Do not disturb the neighbors or let it go like that. And the other part is when come to stray, the community itself have to be actively report to local council so that local council can take necessary action to control the stray. And uh, another part of abusing the animals, this need to be an education or awareness to the public that uh, cruelty or abusing on the animals should be avoided. That's my view. Shamila, thank you. Subra, thank you for that message. Um, I think that those are, those are valid points. And in terms of education and awareness, that was the main thrust of our conversation earlier, how to do that well. Yeah, um, and, and really, I think that organisations like SPCA and so many others that do this need so much more support than they currently get. Just closing off on this for now, um, Munif says, the fact that being kind towards animals seems to be a difficult concept to grasp for so many is utterly disappointing. I don't have solutions to suggest, but it's like trying to teach somebody how to breathe. It's supposed to be natural and I don't care how much the animals are an inconvenience to you. Us human beings are an even bigger headache to them. Munif, you know, I was saying this before we got on air about the whole, I I don't know why this is something that needs to be taught. It should be natural. Inflicting harm like personally inflicting harm on another living being shouldn't come this easily. It shouldn't come this easily and it shouldn't be excused because of their inconvenient behaviour mm. when they are animals and yes. they will behave the way they will behave. Um, so yeah, I think collectively as a society, there are so many different ways in which we need to do better, um, whether it's from the point of view of animal lovers who are trying to feed um, or animal Agnostics or people who actively dislike animals trying to cope. I think that there are different ways we need to, mm. to manage this. Uh, keep those thoughts coming. How can we better protect our animals, uh, specifically our strays? That number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. Send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.